Zacchaeus climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus. And after welcoming him into his own home, Zacchaeus was sicka no more. Hey friends, welcome to Sipping on the Sabbath. I'm Father Alan. Special shout out to my brother priest, Father Tim Devine, for the little inspiration with the little wordplay at the beginning there. Sycamore, sycamore. Regardless, when is the last time you climbed the tree? I can't remember the last time I climbed the tree. Maybe as a child I did. Maybe you climbed the tree in your teenage years. Could you, would you climb a tree now? I suppose I would if I was being chased by some kind of wild animal, but it's not something I would do normally or regularly as part of my part of my life. But regardless, Zacchaeus does climb the sycamore tree because he wants to see Jesus. And I wonder, as I did in my previous episode, and as I said, as I get older, I'm wondering a little bit more than I used to, but I just wonder, I wonder, did Zacchaeus hear about Jesus initially from his fellow tax collector, Matthew or Levi? And he climbs the sycamore tree. Sycamore coming from the word sick. The sycamore tree does actually look sick. The, the flaky, uh, dry, peeling bark of the tree makes it look quite ill. But in actual fact, the bark and the leaves and even the fruit of a sycamore tree are quite medicinal. So Zacchaeus, in his sickness, climbs into this sycamore tree and it becomes, for him, the place of contact with the Lord a place of initial regeneration and spiritual birth. But Zacchaeus also overcame three particular obstacles in his life to get to that point where he was able to encounter Jesus. Now, in proper context, he wasn't expecting to have a face-to-face -face encounter with Jesus. We'll get more about that in a moment. But he had to overcome obstacles in his life. When he came to that place of acceptance of Jesus as the Lord and Savior of his own life. And back in 2016, Pope Francis gave the closing homily at the World Youth Day Mass in Krakow, Poland. And it was there that he did give a reflection on this story of Zacchaeus and his encounter with Jesus. And he talked about these three obstacles. So we're going to take a look at each of them individually. And as we're doing so, we can ask ourselves, well, can I identify? Does this apply to my life today? Do I too face these particular obstacles in my decision to either initially have an encounter with Jesus or to maintain my relationship with Jesus? But first, I need to overcome the obstacle of the lack of caffeine by having some coffee. Okay, the first obstacle is the obstacle of status. The gospel says that Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector and that he was rich. Now, as a Jew and as an employee of the Roman occupiers, i.e. as a tax collector, Zacchaeus was not a very popular guy. In fact, he was quite loathed by his fellow 
Jews, and he would quite often find himself in a place of separation and isolation because of his occupation. And so the obstacle he has to overcome is taking a risk. Should I? Could I? Do I want to be in the same environment, the same gathering place with my fellow Jews who I know hate me, who have in the past rejected me? But he did take this risk, the risk of being rejected because he wanted to see Jesus. The gospel says that he was short in stature, just a little guy. And if he was going to hide in the crowd, perhaps he would be behind some big tall person and he couldn't see, or some lady with a big hat, you know, <laughs> the old thing, you go to the movies, right? And someone sits in front of you, they got a big hat and you can't see the screen. Zacchaeus needed to do something because he was short. But in, in truth, his limitation actually became his greatest asset because if he wasn't that short would he have been well a climber of this uh, sycamore tree would he perhaps have just stayed home or given up or went home early and missed this opportunity to have an encounter with jesus so his his limitation actually becomes his greatest asset he sacrificed his image he risked embarrassment perhaps with some huffing and puffing and hoping the branch was going to hold his weight. He climbed the sycamore tree, maybe ahead of time, maybe with only a few people there watching. He didn't want to attract too much attention to himself. But when he climbed down from the tree, and the gospel says he stood there, he did so in front of everybody. And so now the whole congregation, the whole town, the whole village was watching him. Zacchaeus did so in order to see Jesus. Zacchaeus was seeking to see Jesus. Jesus is seeking to save us, just as he sought to save Zacchaeus. The second obstacle is that he overcomes the obstacle of shame. Now, as I've said before, guilt can be our friend in the spiritual life because guilt motivates us. Guilt gives us that conviction that I know I've done something wrong. And so it motivates me to seek and receive the mercy and the forgiveness of God. Shame, however, is the emotion that I think I am something wrong. Now, I make mistakes, but I'm not a mistake. And I have defects of character, but I also have assets of character. I make bad choices, but I'm not a bad person. And shame, like sin, like unconfessed sin that moves us to hide, isolate, as Zacchaeus hid, and another reason why he climbed into a sycamore tree is because of the abundance of foliage, but particularly because sycamore tree leaves are quite large, and Zacchaeus could have a guaranteed place to hide in the shadows to look upon uh, Jesus, believing that 
well, I am something wrong, believing that I am less than, but the truth of who we are, the truth of who Zacchaeus was, actually comes from the other readings that we have for today at Mass. The Book of Wisdom tells us that God loves all things that exist and detests none of the things that he has made. God loves us. We, each of us, have been willed into existence, and the Lord is head over heels in love with us. He does not detest us. There's nothing that you and I can do to make God love us more. Nothing that we can do to make God love us less. God is love, as St. John tells us. Our Father is so patient in correcting and warning us because he wants us to be free. God's will is that we be free and live a virtuous, holy, cooperative, productive, useful life. Why do I want to grow in holiness? Why do I want to advance in the spiritual life? So that I can be of more use to God and to my fellows. And that is his will for your life and in mine. And if more of our contemporaries, more of us, would just cooperate with that grace and understand that what the Lord is asking of us is ultimately for our good and ultimately to bring us to a place of freedom, then I believe we'd be living in a much different world. And St. Paul, we have the reading today from 2 Thessalonians, he's writing to the people of Thessalonica and reminding them that God will make us worthy of his call. I don't, do not make myself worthy. I cannot overcome myself. I need a Savior, and his name is Jesus, who has been sent to set me free. And so Jesus he calls Zacchaeus out of isolation, out of hiding, out from behind the leaves, out from up, from up into this tree, calls him out by name. And there's, there's something very special about being called by name. Because when someone calls us by their name, we're not just a number, we're not just a passing stranger, we are a person, and I don't know about you, but when someone calls me by my name, like Alan, that's my name, it, it, it moves something, it triggers something in my heart and in my spirit, and I know that I'm now in communication with somebody who has taken the time and the interest to know me as a person, not simply as someone from whom they can get something, or a, a title, or a function, or a job, but, but a person. And so Zacchaeus is called by name. He says, Zacchaeus, come down. I must stay at your house today. Today. With Jesus, you see, there is no delay. As soon as Jesus sees an opening, he enters in. And if by God's grace, each day we're able to open our heart just a little bit more to the Lord, understanding that he is so incredibly patient, and kind. He's not going to make us run any faster than we can or drag us along against our will. He waits for us to cooperate with him. But today, I must stay at your house today, Zacchaeus. He doesn't say, now look buddy, go home and clean your house 
and you know get yourself a couple of new pieces of furniture and uh, go to the grocery store and get some really good snacks and then I'll come to your house and then we'll spend some time together. No, Jesus enters the house of our life as we are. He is not some seven-year-old schoolboy who turns three shades of red with embarrassment at something that's not perfect or something that's kind of awkward. He's, he's not afraid of that. He's not ashamed of that. He's not embarrassed of that. The Lord can handle all that. He knows already that the house of our life can be, periodically, a bit of a mess. But he wants to enter into that mess. He's okay with that in order to bring us to a place of, of again, of healing and transformation and ultimately freedom. And so Zacchaeus is so blessed as we are blessed to host in his own house the author of the words of Scripture. The Book of Wisdom, again, talks about how God is merciful. God loves all things. God detests nothing. And God corrects little by little. Again, speaking of the patience that the Lord has with us. And the third obstacle that Zacchaeus had to overcome was that of the grumblers. Interestingly, there's a store actually in Barry's Bay, Ontario called Grumbling Grannies. And I'll let you just kind of conjure up in your imagination what that looks like, a grumbling granny. But these individuals of the gospel, they were grumbling and they were just these hard, cold, indifferent, intolerant, close-minded seeking, looking everything, you know, evaluating everything, uh, intimidating people, whatever, like you know, not very happy individuals who were spending most of their times uh, speaking and in muffled kind of voices, you know, tisk, tisting, tisk, tisk, tisking as they go along. Regardless, Zacchaeus chose not to listen to them. Zacchaeus instead chose to listen to the voice of Jesus. Whose voice am I listening to? By the way, why do we allow perfect strangers to influence our behaviors? Why do we allow people who we don't even know, why, why do we allow people to occupy space in our head when they don't even pay rent? They just kick them out. Okay, I want to listen to the voice of Jesus. What is Jesus calling me to? What is Jesus inviting me to today? If people want to think what they think, well, let them think what they got to think. I'm more concerned about what God thinks and what he has in store for me than for these grumbling grannies, okay? Anyway, I think you get my point here. Uh, the obstacles that Zacchaeus had to overcome, he, he did so because of the invitation and the call of Jesus in his life. Why did Jesus come among us? He said, he gave the reason in today's gospel. He came so that he could seek and save the lost. That's you and that's me. And Jesus passes through town with an intentionality. That Jesus comes to where we are because he wants to meet us. And Jesus is passing through our parish churches this Sunday in the Eucharist. Will I avail myself 
of an encounter with him? Will I avail myself of receiving the graces that I need in my life to overcome not only the obstacles of status, the obstacles of stature, the obstacles of shame, the obstacles of these grumbling grannies in my life, but whatever other obstacles are there in my life. Ask in the Lord for his grace. I ultimately desire and Jesus ultimately desires that we be free. I want to be free. Jesus too climbed a tree. He climbed the tree of the cross. And as the letter to the Hebrews says, he did so despising and ignoring the shame of that out of love for you and for me. Jesus took all the sin, all the sickness of the world upon himself so that we could be sicker no more. As Zacchaeus experienced being a sicker no more because he climbed the sycamore tree. And so the Lord's invitation today is akin to what he said to Zacchaeus. John, Mary, Francis, George, come down. For I must stay at your house today. And our response now, our response at the Sunday Eucharist that we will participate in is, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Lord Jesus, come into the house of my life today. I do not want to be Isica anymore. So let us pray. So Lord Jesus, we, we thank you as we always do for the gift of this new day. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of your mercy, your power and your peace, Lord. So alive, so active in our life, Jesus. And we give you right off the bat, Lord, right from the very start, permission to do in our life whatever you need to do. Lord Jesus, we need your grace. We need your grace to overcome the obstacles of any status in our life. Anyway, Lord, we cling to our reputation, our image, our possession, our position in life, Lord. We pray also, Lord, for the grace to overcome the obstacle of shame in our life. We do want to renounce that, Jesus. In your name, Lord Jesus, we renounce the evil spirit of shame and any residual spirits. Any way, Lord, in which that evil spirit has entered into our life, in your name, Lord Jesus, we command it to be gone. Lord Jesus, fill us up with a confidence that comes from knowing that we are indeed your beloved sons and daughters. And Lord Jesus, we also pray for the grace to overcome the obstacle of a complaining spirit, either from within or from without. And in your name, Lord Jesus, we renounce the evil spirit of complaining and we command spirit in your name Lord Jesus to leave us right now and Lord Jesus we also 
want to pray, prayer of renunciation, renounce the spirit of rejection in any way, shape, or form it has entered into our life. I want to be set free of that, Lord Jesus, right now. And so we command you, spirit of rejection, to leave us right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord Jesus, fill us up. Fill us up, Lord Jesus, again, with the confidence, knowing that no matter what it is we do or have done, you will always, always love us. And you will always, always welcome us back. We also, Lord Jesus, want to renounce the spirit of abandonment. And so in your name, Lord Jesus, we command the spirit of abandonment to leave us right now. And in its place, Lord Jesus, that you would fill us up again with the confidence of knowing that you are always with us, that we are, each of us, the apple of your eye. There's not one moment of the day, Jesus, when you are not thinking about us and loving us. You're always with us, Lord. We continue, Lord Jesus, to pray for anyone carrying a particularly heavy burden in their life. Maybe a burden dealing with the physical illness, or a burden with their family, or a burden at work, or a burden at school, Lord, that you would speak a clarifying, loving word into our hearts right now, Jesus. Embolden us, Lord Jesus. Give us that deeper sense of confidence, again, in our identity as your beloved daughters and sons. We also pray, Lord Jesus, for anyone who has been away from you in confession, anyone who is hesitating, Lord, in approaching you, anyone, Lord Jesus, who believes that they've done something that has been so bad that you would never forgive them, Lord. We just want to renounce all that lying, all those lies, Lord, that come against us. Give us again, Lord Jesus, that true humility and true confidence in your mercy. We thank you, Jesus, in advance for all that you have done and will do in our life. We want to say thank you, Jesus, for whatever it is you want to do, even before we know what it is. Because whatever it is, Lord, you're doing it because you love us. Mother Mary and St. Joseph, please pray for us. Amen. Okay, well, there we go. God bless you. That was uh, that was fun. I hope you, hope you enjoy these uh, videos. Don't forget to share. Send me your questions, your comments. I'm not always able to respond to all of them because of the volume that I get, but I do read them. I do receive your prayer requests, so keep those uh, coming. In the meantime, stay caffeinated. Remember that when we're powerless, that's when we're strong. And victory is indeed gained through surrender. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>